As a church community, we still don't have too much of a sense of what the new normal is going to look like as we move out of this phase of lockdown. But what we do know is what God wants from us as individuals, which is to devote ourselves to him as disciples and to commit ourselves to serving him, serving one another, and by extension, serving the community in whatever way in which he calls for us to do. And in that reading, we've just heard from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 12, in verse 1, um, he writes that the life of dedicated discipleship is the truest worship that we've got to offer. In verse 1, he says this, So then, my brothers and sisters, because of God's great mercy to us, I appeal to you. Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service and pleasing to him. This is the true worship that you should offer. It's pretty straightforward, isn't it? That's what God wants from us, to dedicate ourselves to his service. And at the heart of what it means for us to dedicate ourselves to God is to be transformed in the way we think and the way in which we relate to the world. In verse 2 of this passage, uh, Paul outlines this most extraordinary and challenging statement. He says this, Do not conform yourselves to the standards of this world, but let God transform you inwardly by the complete renewal of your minds. Wow, that is such a radical statement, isn't it? We mustn't be conformed to the world. Instead, we are to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. And then Paul makes clear to us in verse 2 what the purpose is of that transformation. He said we must allow ourselves to be transformed and for us to have our minds renewed so that we may know what is the will of good, what is the will of God, what is perfect and acceptable and good. We are to be transformed in our minds so that we can make assessments about our behaviour, our thoughts, our words, to test and discern and work out whether or not we are behaving in a way that is pleasing to God or not. And if it's not, then to transform our behaviour accordingly. And then Paul moves on to consider what this transformation actually looks like in practice. And it's no surprise really, the first thing that Paul deals with is how a transformed and renewed mind changes the way in which we relate to the church community. Because we are all rooted in the life of the church. Uh, We're rooted in the life of the body of Christ and we find our true identity within the community of the church. And so as we do that we need to recognise that we've all got very different gifts. Um, The church is like a body with different parts and just as in a physical body not every part performs the same Uh, action. So it is in the church that each one of us is a different part of that body and all of us have um, different gifts, different talents that we bring into the church in order to build it up. Paul says this, 
For just as the physical body has different parts, and all the parts do not have the same function, so we are all one body in Christ, each having gifts which differ from one another. So we work out our faith in community with one another, and each one of us brings our gifts and our talents to the church to do whatever we can in order to build it up. Our church can only ever be as strong and effective as the sum total of us all bringing our gifts and talents to be used by God. So what sort of gifts and talents are we talking about here? What roles are there to play in the church? Well, Paul lists some of them here in Romans 12. It's not an exhaustive list uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but it does uh, represent to us some of the types of gifts that will strengthen the ministry of our church that we can all play our part in. Um, Pride of place really goes to uh, prophecy. And that is because prophecy is the speaking out of God's word into a particular situation. And so really there is nothing without prophecy. There's nothing unless God speaks to us in our situation. If there's no prophets, then the church uh, cannot function because the church can't hear the word of God spoken into its particular situation. And then after that, in this passage, uh, Paul mentions serving, um, meeting people's needs as they arise. And then Paul talks about teaching. Um, and as a gift of the Holy Spirit, teaching isn't just about uh, passing on information to other people. Uh, it's a more interpretive role. Uh, the teacher gains the knowledge and then works out um, and discerns how that knowledge can be passed on so that the body of Christ, the church, can be built up effectively. Then in this list in Romans 12, Paul talks about the gift of encouragement. And that is such a beautiful gift to have, isn't it? How we need encouragers in our church and our society today. There is nothing uh, more wearying for leaders. There's nothing more uh, destructive of Christian communities than those people who see it as their life's work to whinge and to moan and to complain and to undermine all that's going on. Uh, encouragement is a beautiful gift and uh, churches are strengthened by people who are encouragers. Uh, how much more beautiful it is to be an encourager than a moaner? How much more Christ-like to encourage and support? Um, even if that does sometimes involve uh, constructive critique and even occasional chastising. And then in this list next, Paul talks about those who share generously. Um, there's something about the spirit of generosity here as those people share willingly of their possessions and their time and their money in order to see God's church grow and in order to benefit the well-being of other people. And then in this list, uh, Paul talks about those who show kindness for other people. Um, and in this context, that word kind of takes on the sense of being a protector of other people, someone in the Christian community who is able to look out for those who are feeling vulnerable or on the margins or don't really have a voice for themselves. 
So Paul isn't saying that this is an exhausted list, but it's representative of the type of ministries we can be involved in. Because the reality is that you and I have gifts and talents that God wants to use to strengthen the ministry of our church here at St Andrews. What gift can you bring? What talents can you bring to strengthen the church, strengthen our mission and our ministry to the local community and beyond?